Yes, I have actually reached the point, Rod, where I am watching axe throwing. Professional axe throwing. That's still a thing? Not only is it a thing, but it's televised. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have hit... uh, I've had three days off from work. I think I've hit rock bottom. I can't imagine what anybody <laughs> that hasn't been able to get out is doing at this point. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's enough to drive someone mad, I think. These people drive me nuts. They never miss. They yeah. never miss. Yeah. Why are we watching this? It, it's just uh, over and over. Oh, look, he stuck it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he stuck it again. And then the referee comes out and he stands in the middle and he holds his hands up and he goes three, three, four, four, six, six. He's doing this now. And Oh my God, I cannot believe I'm watching this. (laughs) What is wrong with us? God, it's Corona Fest 2020. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't even know the day count now. It's, uh, it's gone. Be- I'll tell you what the day count is. The day count has reached the day where we now arrest people for paddle boating. Isn't that incredible? I, yeah. This story just blows me away. Yeah. It is like, I, I, I don't even really follow the whole story because the guy is paddle boating. Now, this happened in Southern Malibu. Council, Malibu. Yeah. Well, that explains it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never mind. See, I was all set to be upset about it, but... Malibu, that's where you can be homeless on the beach, but you can't be a dog on the beach, right? I think so. Oh, my God. So the guy's paddle boating. He is obviously maintaining social distance, and they arrested him for it? Yeah. Yeah. It took a lifeguard and a sheriff boat. Two different boats had to come and and go and enforce him onto the beach to arrest him for not socially distancing. <laughs> and I've seen the pictures of the guys arresting him. So they're, they're, they're surrounded. There's two guys. I mean, well, they're holding on to him. Yeah. So it's, not, to him. so it's not like they're six feet away. No. And then they haul him to the jail, which as I understand it, California under the leadership yeah. of Gavin Newsom said Gavin Newsom before cackling and exploding into bats. Then let everybody out of jail because he didn't want him to get the coronavirus. Yeah, that's right. In it's, what world does this make sense? I don't, I don't know, but he faces a thousand a thousand dollar fine and up to six months in jail for being out in the ocean by himself on a paddleboard. Now, are they saying that this is because he's violating the stay at home order, or is yeah, that's what they're saying? And yet, so, he could go out to shop. Yeah, he could go to the grocery store and be fine. So, but not the beach. But not the beach, which I guess the beaches are closed. Maybe that's one of the things that you know he's violating the closed beach order. Maybe right. But I, the, I don't know. But, but at this point, it's just dumbfounding. If it's anything like Washington, though, here in Washington, like the property line ends at the water. So even if you own the beach, you don't own the water. So literally, people can sit in the water right off your beach. You know, a, a, an inch from your beach. And basically go, neener, 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 I'm not on your property because the water is owned by everybody. Yeah. So did they close the ocean too? I, you know, the article doesn't say that they closed the ocean or not. That's something I'm going to have to investigate now because I hadn't heard about the uh, being in the water. That's, I mean, it makes total sense. Right. That, that it's free. It's open to anyone. Right. But I don't, and I don't think you can legally close the ocean. I don't think that, I don't think that the government of the state of, I know those governors say Washington can't do it. I would assume that our good friend Gavin Newsom said Gavin Newsom before cackling and exploding into bats can also not do that. that would be my assumption. I wonder if he. I wonder if he falls under maritime law now. <laughs> oh God! Don't tempt him. Because if he could get, I mean, this is an opportunity to reshape the uh, reshape the whole thing, right? Yeah. So if he could, I'm sure he would, right? Yeah. God bless America. Here's what I don't understand. So what are they going to do with this guy? Is, is he just going to pay the fine and it, is he still in jail? Do we know? Well, no, they, they. I think they released him. I, I think once they booked him, they released him. Well, that's just stupid. So he's a he's a known criminal, right? I mean, this man is a danger. Yeah. He's a danger to the society. Oh, yeah. And we're just going to let him go. Just another slap on the hand. The state of California. Oh. 
Yep. Good Lord. So here's my question. And this is when I first started seeing this, you know, people were posting it because, you know, have we really reached the point where we live in a country where people are being arrested for paddle boating? Yes, we really have yep. reached that point. But how many of you are going to show up for jury duty when this guy goes to trial instead of trying to get out of jury duty because, you know, everybody hates jury duty? How many of you are going to show up to jury duty and go, we're nullifying your stupid rule? I would. <laughs> right. You would. I would. But how many people do you think will, especially in L.A.? If it, even, yeah. if it even goes to trial, Rod, because the DAs, the, dep the district attorneys, will try to get a um, plea agreement with this guy so sure. that they don't have to go to trial and risk the fact that somebody intelligent might show up for jury duty. Yeah. Which will keep them from doing that. It's uh, it's getting crazy out there. We are now arresting people for paddle boating. We're arresting people. We're threatening to arrest people up here now for going out. Okay. Our governor came out the other day, and so we talked a couple of weeks ago about his Friday speech where he was whining on the radio about people not social distancing and staying home and the likes of that. And so this past week he came out, held a presser where he he's even madder now, Rod. <laughs> you know how we know? Because he said, I'm really mad now. <laughs> and he immediately started threatening. He had the state patrol come on the press conference. The state, the commander of the state patrol comes on and says, this is not martial law. Okay. When the government says this is not martial law, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but anyway, he says, this is not martial law. We're not looking for people violating this stuff, but we may have to soon start. And it'll start with a citation or a warning, then a citation, then an arrest. Like they're actually going to track people, so this is your second occur your second offense. Yeah, this is your first offense. We'll just give you a warning. You just get a finger in the wag in the face, going, "Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that!" And then the next time they actually write me a ticket. Yeah, which is a summons, right? Tickets or summonses, something like that. Yeah. So I could go to court and claim that they don't have the authority to do this. Is that I could ask for a jury trial? I. Yes, you could. I don't think that they'd want that. Well, here in Washington, they have these funky rules about traffic laws where they call the traffic laws. How did he word this? Because I, I got a ticket for running a stoplight, one of those camera tickets. Okay. And I went to court because I didn't think I did it. All right. So I get to court and they have, they sent me pictures at the court. They got video. Okay. Right. So, so despite the fact that I thought I didn't do it. As it turns out, according to the video, I pretty clearly did do it. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, great, now what? Right? <clears throat> and the judge, who is not a judge, he's a magistrate, he says, and I paraphrase here, but quoting as close as I can, this is a legal tort, not a criminal trial. Okay. So it's a civil offense. So you're... Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments do not apply. This is, uh -huh. this is in in their in their rationale and their reasoning. This is society smacking you on the hand. There's no crime here. It's just a fine. It's just something we do because we need to make revenue and we don't want people running red lights. So instead of making it a crime where we can haul you to jail, charge you with a crime, you know, <clears throat> that sort of thing. We make it a civil tort, which essentially turns it into a lawsuit kind of thing. Okay. That way your th Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments do not apply. And I'm sitting there in the, in the chair, okay? Now, you got to understand, this is kind of a stressful thing. There's 100 people in here, and half of them are saying, well, it wasn't me driving. Yeah. To which the magistrate says, raise your right hand, solemnly swear that it was not you driving. It was not me driving. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. And I'm thinking to myself, I could do that. I could just say it wasn't me driving and and walk out of there with nothing. But, you know, I can't do that. Yeah. Because. you got to be honest. Well, not only that, you really lose your chance to create chaos. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm realizing is there's 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 a way around this. What is it? What is it? What is it? And, and I'm I'm hearing him in my head. Fourth, fifth and sixth amendments don't apply. 
Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments don't apply. And this is exactly what they're going to do with this guy and anybody that violates this thing. They're going to say, it's a civil tort. Your Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments don't apply. Right? Yeah. And so I, I, I finally come to my turn, and I got up there and I asked for a deferment. Washington State has a has a program where you can defer a traffic ticket for up to a year, make small payments like twenty five dollars or something, and sure. at the end of the year, they waive the ticket. Okay, if you yeah. haven't gotten any more tickets, so I asked for a deferment. You know what he says to me? You don't want to do that. <laughs> Why not? Well, because yeah, you can defer the ticket for a year and not pay the fine, but you still have to pay the fees on the deferment which are like $450. Oh, gosh. Which you don't get to defer. And like, well, what the hell is the point of this then? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you don't get the point on your license, which you're not going to get anyway because you're going to pay the ticket. Yeah. So I was like, okay. He looks at me and he says, did you do it? And I said, yeah, I obviously did. I was going to argue I didn't, but you got video, and based on that, I don't see how I can... I don't, I don't see any way to get around it. And he says, okay, I'll reduce the fine to half. Yeah. So it cost me like 75 bucks, right? Yeah. At that point, you're realizing this is just this is just um, revenue enhancement. That's all this is. It's a scheme. It is. But as I'm walking out the door, I'm hearing in my head the echo of those words. Your Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments do not apply because this is a civil tort, not a criminal trial. Do you see it now? Because that's the moment I saw it. When I hit the door handle to go out, do you, do, you, do you see it? But this is the government that's doing the civil tort. What's the Seventh Amendment say? In any civil matter over $20, you have the right to a jury trial. Oh. And I went, son of a... And I almost went out and ran another one just so I could go back. <laughs> Well, now, hey, you could go out and get arrested for not social distancing. Right. And then say, okay, I want my Seventh Amendment civil matter trial by jury. Either tie up the system in, in just, you know. It'll cost them a heck of a lot more. Oh, yeah. Or what what I was thinking is if the guy says, well, I can't do that, we got people here, impanel a jury right here and let's go. And then we could yeah. all free each other. Yeah. Nullify the law right after, one right after the other. <laughs> But at the, at the very least, it would tie it up for weeks. Oh, and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, that's what I should have done. That's, yeah, that's way wise wisdom from Dave Bowman. Except so that if it's you're not, ever caught. Right, except that it's not because I didn't think about it until after I was on my way out. Well. Constitutional expert, it, it, my ass. Yeah, it's the pressure. It must darn be. A, darn adrenaline. <laughs> Like I'm writing the check, I'm I'm using my card to pay the bill, and I'm still thinking fourth, fifth, and sixth don't apply. But there's there's a there's something else here, and you know why I should have known that? You know why I should have known that? Didn't you talk about that? Well, yeah, I did talk about it. I did a show about it, but but even more than that, okay, there was an event. There was a uh, tea party event where they were they had a some some guy came in, and uh, he was asking constitutional questions. And people bid on having me at their table to help them answer these questions so that they could win the prize. Okay. Right? So this group paid like, I don't know, $80 or something to have me sit at their table and help them answer their questions. And you know what the one question I missed was? The one question I got wrong that cost these people their $80. <laughs> it was number seven. What is the value? You know, is it $10, $20, $50, whatever? And for the life of me, I could not remember. And I sat there and went, I have no idea. <laughs> I do yeah. not know. I just is gone. You know? And of course the answer is twenty dollars. And that is ingrained in my head. It's yeah. except for the one second that I actually needed to remember it. it, 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 it <laughs> I don't know, man. It's getting it's getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And that's the problem that that we're having with all this right now is uh, we got we got FEMA asking the Department of Defense for body bags. Yeah. We got numbers that are I, – I don't even know how to describe the numbers anymore. They're kind of just all over the place. And, and I'm reading you know, various articles. There's so many articles now about the numbers and an analysis about that. Um, 
you know, I came across an article from, um, oh, what's the site? It is 738. Is that the site? 538. 538. 538. Yeah, yeah, 538. I had seven on the, on the brain from the amendment discussion. But <laughs> 538, where they're talking about, and they, they do a lot of number crunching and polling and, and things like that, but they talk about how, how the testing, you know, the testing varies amongst all the, uh, the different tests that are out there, and there's false positives and false negatives, and because there's no standard, it's very difficult to get any kind of accuracy from that. Right. It, it's just, if we can't get accuracy from that, then how do we know? How, do we, what do we, how can we know what to make of the numbers that are always going to increase? And, and CNN right now has an article about there are Americans dying that we don't even know about, which is certainly possible. Yeah, that's... But it, but it raises the question about what about people that died in January, late December, January, early February? They, were, they yeah. died of upper respiratory stuff and they weren't tested. Yeah. And it's just, there's more and more questions and there's more and more weirdness about this. And, and here's what I'm noting. And maybe you've noted this, maybe you haven't. I don't know. Um, the more questions there are about the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. The more people say, these numbers seem hinky, these numbers don't justify things, the more, I don't even know what to call them, sob stories, the more tragedy stories I yeah. see. Oh, this couple both died of the coronavirus within 10 minutes of each other. This guy died of the coronavirus. Oh, this celebrity died. Yeah. We're going to see the worst. This is yeah. supposed to be the worst week of uh, this is supposed to be the worst week of, of Americans dying since Pearl Harbor, which isn't true. But, you oh. know, every time somebody brings up the numbers are weird, the narrative seems to shift to. You're not you're not compassionate. You're not sensitive. You are not taking this seriously. So that any reasonable, rational discussion of numbers or actual scientific evidence yeah. is. I don't want to say suppressed, but it is. You know, it's like it's mm, the topic dismissed. is changed. dismissed. It's, it's dismissed. Yeah. It's uh, it's really it's this whole emotional argument, and I don't know why they're driving it. So, other than I mean, the news, of course, the news stations and and uh, the media is making money from revenue and and getting everyone's attention, turning to the news, and that's all you get now is coronavirus on the news. But uh, yeah, it just it's driving this whole thing and it just seems like well wait can we stop and think let's let's get some real analysis no. out there on the numbers no we're not going to stop and think about anything we're not my wife love her um has lots of friends on facebook who are posting things like uh, yesterday we were having this discussion about some of her friends had posted things like well now the rich will understand that it's the middle classes that really drive everything and i'm like do you not think that they got to being rich by not understanding that already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, no, it's not the time for class warfare. Oh, but it is. But it is. I mean, these people aren't thinking. They're not thinking about who is it that buys the products that these rich people, and I'm doing the air quote thing here, are making, yeah. that own the companies that the middle class people that work for are making. Yeah. You know, it's like they think that these millionaires and billionaires are like Donald, not Donald Dunk duck what's the mcscrooge duck McScrooge, like they yeah. like they've got a big room in their house that has all big their vault. money in the vault yeah they don't comprehend that you know when the stock market tanks you know okay maybe to bill gates it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot but to most rich people quote yeah. unquote it means a hell of a lot and there's like no understanding of that i just it's we're not thinking about anything other than ourselves i guess is the best way to look at it i you know it, it there's there's very little very little conscious scientific critical thought going on yeah which is why it's easy to shift the narrative from these numbers don't add up to you're just not being sensitive yeah because 
this person over here got it and died. Well, how many other people got it and didn't die? Yeah. Why aren't we talking about that? Well, and that's, you know, I, I keep tabs on our, you know, Stanislaus County that were, you know, here. And in looking at those numbers, um, you know, I try when I'm telling my kids as to what I'm seeing, like, yeah, there's the number of total cases keeps increasing. I think we're now up to 65 positive cases in Stanislaus County, but there are 1,541 negative tests. That means there was 1,541 people that were sick that went in and got tested and didn't have it. Right. So the flu is still going around. And and even if they, you know, they didn't have it, but they're, I don't know. I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. I, yeah. I There's this there's this mindset that we're just having that we're so focused on the bad that we're missing the good. Everybody keeps drawing comparisons to 2001, right? The terrorist yeah. attack and those kind of things. You know, I share this with you. I, I think I've only ever told one other person this. So the morning of 2001, September 11th, I'm watching like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the phone with my best friend and we're just talking about it, watching it. And the North Tower collapsed, the first one to collapse, goes down. And do you know what I said to her? I no, said, of course, you, you wouldn't have any idea what I said to her. You weren't there. <laughs> I said to her, we just lost 50,000 people. Do you know why I said that? Because I used to watch news radio religiously. Okay. And one of the episodes in news radio, the building is on fire. One of the other floors has a fire. Okay. And the discussion is the best thing to do is stay in place, not evacuate. Because you clog up the escalators, you clog sure. up the elevators and the, the stairways and everything else. So my thought process was all these people stayed in these buildings because that's what they've been trained to do. Uh-huh. And when the building goes down, we just lost yeah. 50,000 people. The miracle of 9-11 to me is that we only lost 3,000 people that day. Yeah. Maybe the miracle of this coronavirus is that we're, we're not going to lose a million people. I don't. I don't think anybody reasonably believes that now. Yeah, I, I don't think the numbers are supporting that at this point in time. Right, but that's only because we, only because we socially isolated and we destroyed our economy and lowered, flattened the curve and arrested people on the ocean <laughs> for paddle boating, even <laughs> though we have no real way of knowing if that was ever actually going to happen in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Italy is a good example to me because Italy is a, you know, it's a big country. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not Wyoming when it comes to population. Okay. So we had one area of Italy that got hit really hard, which makes sense for a lot of reasons. But do we ever talk about the rest of the country? No. How many, how many cases, deaths, positives do they have around the rest of that country? And, and until we know those things, we don't really have any way to judge this beyond, you know, just the, the, the standard panic that we have. And I, yeah. we're not thinking critically and I'm not no, saying for sure, I'm not saying that we wouldn't isolate and stay, stay in place and all that, even if we were, but we are certainly not thinking critically, not as a nation, not as a government and not as individuals. No. Well, and the media, not to harp on them, but they deserve it because that's what they, they live in the feeling of the moment. Is it as you simple know, but, as that? Well, that's part of it. Um, you know, because you look at like the news stories and it's just a typical night, not, not, you know, outside of this whole coronavirus issue, a typical night and the stories that they cover, they always go to the man on the street to get their interview. And it's this whole feeling that it generates. You know, the man on the street doesn't know jack crap, really. From, <laughs> it's just, oh, well, you know, I have an opinion about this. I don't, I don't care about your opinion. I want the news. Just tell me the news. Let me make up my own mind. Yeah, it certainly changed from when I was a kid. And, and I'm not even sure that it has changed since I was a kid. I mean, Walter Cronkite got a reputation of telling you like it is. But in retrospect, he did put a lot of opinion into that same with brinkley and huntley and great catchphrase though yeah <laughs> that's the way it was yeah but at the same time 
we hadn't learned to distrust the media yet. I mean, everything yeah. from the, the video that ABC News was using at the hospital in Italy, trying to pass mm-hmm. that off as the hospital in New York. Um, now we're being told, officially, we've been told, we actually have word of this, that the two ships, the Comfort and the Mercy, the two yes. hospital ships sent to help, between the two of them, they have right around 20 patients. Huh. Okay. We're, we're hearing rumors that hospitals are not overwhelmed. So people are claiming, now again, I have no way of verifying the veracity of this, but they're claiming that their footage is being suppressed by the government. They're going to these hospitals and filming things and there's no patients there or anything else. Oh. Um, the citizen reporters, you know how those are. Oh, yeah. But then again where obviously something is happening in some places, and I suspect places like New York City where there's reason for this to be, you know, insane, um, probably is seeing something like that. It's it's in hotspot areas. Um, I think where you're getting probably the largest traffic is the people just wanting to get tested. Right. I would like to get tested. If I felt like there was, I, I, I would like to get tested because, like I said, back in December, early January, I think I did have it. I, yeah. But I don't need to go through a nasal swab for that because it's not going to show it. No. They need the, they need the, the antigen what, test. Yeah. Well, they need comprehensive testing, right? You know, did you have it before or do you have it now? That type of thing. Right. But they're not, they're not even willing to talk about that. No. So, but in order to get any kind of accurate data, we, we, we have to have that. We have to know the, the government, and I'm just using the general term, the government, is adamantly, absolutely adamant that there are no cases in America before is it, uh, January 21st or February 21st. I can't remember. It was January. Yeah, but that there are absolutely no cases before that point. And yet anecdotal evidence is pretty yeah. clear that there was. Yeah. They weren't testing for it then. Right. So how would they know? Well, they're, and they're not testing for much of it now. Yeah. Um, unless you go in with it, you're not going to get tested. So what about the people that are at home right now, which is the the, the CNN article I sent you a little while ago about, yeah. you know, okay, somebody has a respiratory illness and they die, but they don't get tested it's because they're dead. There's no point in testing them now, which I disagree with. I mean, you could draw blood and keep it on, yeah. keep it on file, right? Yeah, you could until the test comes around. I don't know, man. It's getting weird. It's getting weirder by the moment. I guess my big question is when this does end, whenever that might be, and nobody knows, uh, here in Washington, that was just extended through May 4th. So, okay. Which actually made sense in a weird way. Originally, it was the 26th of April. Yeah. Then it became the 30th of April, which is like a Thursday or something. If I, I don't remember what day of the week that is. It's, it's in the middle of a week or something. Okay. Hang on. The thirtieth is a Thursday. It's a Thursday, and so they extended it to the fourth, which is the Monday, which makes okay. sense. Yeah. In, in a way, that kind of makes sense, and I don't. I don't really have a problem with that, except that now some people are talking about July, June, July, August, while other people are talking about Easter. You know, it's and it. it, it yeah. You get a definitive feel that people are starting to buckle under this. Yeah. And it cannot go on forever. No, but, it can't. But when it does end, what's going to be different? Ah, that's a good question. I've been wondering the same thing. Um, you know, are these, especially from the, the like the entertainment, you know, movie theaters and things like that, even sports, you know, how, how is that going to be different? Right. Nowadays. The NBA is talking about completing their season and playoffs in a giant warehouse somewhere with all the teams and no fans, just just television, which may not be that bad of an idea. Um, I think if we're still under stay at home type orders, unless you're concessions, I mean, if you work for those concessions in those big arenas, that's a huge deal. Well, those people, those people are getting hosed over, aren't they? Yeah. Big time ticket sellers. Uh, we got a yep. tick, We got a we got a ticket broker up here. That's it's obvious that he's operating on the margins of things because yeah. <laughs> now everybody wants their money back and he don't have any money to give any people 
their money back. And it's, it's something that's well known up here. And all of a sudden that got exposed. So that's going to change. Um, I'm not sure what mortgage companies are, are going to do. Um, credit card companies, unsecured debt in general is a problem. I, I, I probably shouldn't talk about this, but we have suspended all of our unsecured debt payments because okay. we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And we can't operate anymore with, you know, paycheck to paycheck type balances. We need to have a reserve. And yeah. so that money right now is going into a reserve in case there's something worse around the corner. Well, that doesn't make the credit card companies very happy. No. But but really, what are they going to do? Yeah. Ding your credit report? Yeah. Ow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not like we're going to be the only ones, right? <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so we have to put off our refi for a couple of years. Would yeah. be frick. I mean, from our viewpoint, it's, it's that. Um, of course, I have a good friend that's a bankruptcy lawyer who is anticipating a, a lot of bankruptcy files if this goes on and on and on. It's going to have to. So those – Yeah, that's common those sense. Those things are – it's just um, – it's a little unnerving to think about how this is going to be different in the future. We're, we're a society where handshaking and hugging is commonplace. Is that going to still be there? I'm not going to. I don't Nothing think so. personal, but I, some people are pushing for the Spock salute. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Yeah, which is great. I'm okay with that. But you know what the one I really want is the Roman what? salute. Oh, that'd be so sweet. It would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Especially if we're going to become a dictatorship anyway. We might as well be yeah. back. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that's the one I'm pretty, I, I do that at work and it freaks people out because they, because <laughs> they don't know nothing about history. So they sure. automatically assume that I'm giving them a Nazi salute, which I'm not, yeah. but yeah, you know, it's like, that, that's what I was going to say. They're probably assuming it's a, it's a Nazi thing. Well, what they don't understand is you do it. You know, the Nazis are up in the air. Yeah. Ohio, whereas the Romans are down here, straight out. You know, you're kind of pointing yeah. at them, and it's like, oh well, what are you going to do with people? I mean, grocery uh, delivery is going to be different. Well, I think you're going to see probably the stability in a lot of these services for delivery. People are just going to stay at home a little bit more, especially in, until there's assurances that this thing isn't spreading anymore. Is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing that people might come out of this? thinking to themselves, eh, why should I go out when I can just do it here? I don't think it's uh, necessarily a bad thing. It's a bad thing for cert- certain businesses right. where, you know, restaurants, have, yeah, restaurants uh, that haven't adapted already to, you know, carry out or uh, curbside pickup. Right. Um, but um, I don't know. There's, there's some activities that, you know, well, you going to a ballpark to see a ball game. Watching it on TV is totally different than watching it in the park. It is. It is much so, different. It's it's yeah. actually my preference to watch it on TV, but only when there's people there. I mean, you'll notice yeah. when, when some of these NFL teams are drawing, you know, four or five thousand people a game right now. You notice it when you're when you're yeah. watching the game. You notice it. And I'm I'm thinking almost like Star Trek, they're going to see Star Trek reference had to work yeah. in there, right? So <laughs> The second one, there was an episode, uh, I don't know, Bread and Circuses, where they go to a planet that's that's ancient Rome, but modern times. Yes. And the TV station, they don't have any fans in the studio, but they have the the sounds. Yeah. And so they're doing the boos and the hisses and the applause and all that stuff. And so it feels like, and I can see, I can see TV stations trying that. I mean, they've done it for years with laugh tracks. Well, did you watch any of the uh, NASCAR iRaces? No. <laughs> no. Okay. So I watched it the first week and they actually had that track playing for when they had the crowd scenes, they had virtual crowds there and they actually had the cheering and everything going on. So it is exactly like that. So they're doing that, huh? Yeah. No, I was busy watching the ax throwing. <laughs> I cannot for the life of me believe that I'm still watching this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I haven't been able to find any sports really that, so I found two things that I like. Um, I'm not as big on the MLB one, but the MILB, the minor league mm-hmm. sport uh, website, they're giving you free access to all the archives. 
Yeah. So I just randomly pick a day, and I have two teams that I really like to watch, the Stockton Ports, obviously, and who don't have television, so I have to watch them when they're on the road somewhere that does, or the Tacoma Rainiers. And so I just randomly pick a day, throw that game on there, and just put it in the background like it would be on a normal day, and just let it go. So I've been doing that, um, which is satisfactory, because I don't look at the box score, so I don't know who won. Okay. And that has been salving, I guess, in some ways. But then binge-watching other stuff has been the replacement to it. So we talked about binge-watching a couple weeks ago. I did it, Rod. I did it. I watched the entire thing in one day, the Tiger Uh King. I watched the entire Tiger King in one day. The only reason I took a break at all was because Cammy wanted me to go out and pick up pickup. Okay. All right. So I went out and did that, came back really quick. We we ate and we, one of the things we're doing now is we're eating at the dinner table, which is, again, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's kind of nice. No. But then I got back to the to the Tiger King, which is – I said this on my website on the Facebook the other day. Remember back 2014-ish, 13-14-ish, Leland Yee, San okay, Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Congress – was he a congressman? I think he was. No, yeah. he was a mayor. No, he was uh, – I don't know what he was. He was the mayor of San Francisco. State senator. State senator. State senator. And he was running for some some office. It wasn't governor. Um, but he was still owed a lot of money on his campaigns for mayor of San Francisco, which he had won. Okay? So he'd been mayor of San Francisco for, what, eight years or something like that? And then I'm gone on to be that. a state senator. It still hadn't paid off his campaign debts from running for the Senate. So this indictment comes down from the feds. It's a surprise indictment. Nobody knows it's coming. It just it just hit the news one day, and I printed it out. Kevin was my uh, producer at the time. He couldn't believe I printed the whole thing out because it's like 300 pages long. Oh. I mean, it was just giant. <laughs> and we just sat there on the show one day and went through it, right? Yeah. So it turns out that Leland Yee, state senator, anti-gun crusader okay, in California, is importing illegal Russian firearms. Russian. Yeah. Through the New Jersey mob, his connections in the New Jersey mob, okay, bringing him to his triad gang people here in San Francisco, led by one Shrimp Boy Chow. It's my favorite criminal of all time. Okay, Shrimp Boy. <laughs> shrimp Boy. <laughs> Who still has a website called Free Shrimp Boy, or a Facebook page, Free Shrimp Boy. It's awesome. <laughs> they're, they're, then they're transferring the guns. They're selling them to the MILFs, M-I-L-Fs, yes. in the Philippines. Not what you think. It doesn't doesn't mean that. It doesn't stop you from thinking about right. it. Right. It doesn't. But <laughs> anyway, they're selling them to them. The MILFs in the Philippines, not what you think, are then kidnapping Chinese tourists and holding them for ransom to pay for the guns, <laughs> which they then send the money back to the triads, who you're using it to funnel it, to, to launder it back to, Ed, to Leland Yee, who's using it to pay off his campaign debts for mayor. And they did all this sitting over a table in a restaurant called New New Asia, New China. I don't remember the name of the restaurant. It's, in, it's right there in Chinatown in San Francisco. Yeah. And the cool thing about this was Cammy and I, we took a vacation to Chinatown one year, and we ate at that restaurant. And so now I'm sitting here thinking, we're looking around the room, and there's people looking at us like, you know, I don't want to say it was uncomfortable, Yeah, but there was a lot of, why are those white people here? Kind of one of these things is not like the, the other. other. Exactly. Um <laughs> There was a lot of that, uh, but it was delicious food. Don't get me wrong. The service yeah. was impeccable. It was delicious food. But now I'm looking around that room thinking in my, in my head, I'm looking around that room trying to see all those tables, wondering which one was the FBI informant <laughs> sitting at. And I never saw Leland Yee there, but I may not have recognized him anyway. Yeah. Okay, so that's a crazy story, right? Yeah. that's It's a true story, but it's crazy. And you're yeah. like, every time you think this can't get any weirder, it gets weirder. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger King is like that. Yeah. So this filmmaking crew goes to film. They want to film the illegal trade of reptiles in Florida. All right. Yep. While they're filming this illegal trade of reptiles, the reptile guy says, Hey, let me show you what I got out in the van in the back. So they go out back. This guy has just bought a snow leopard. That he has in a van in Florida out back in the parking lot. 
And the guy says, don't you think it's a little warm to have a big cat in the back of your van in Florida? And the guy says, oh, he's adapted to it. He'll be fine. A snow leopard right. has adapted to the heat of Florida. So the, the filmmaker, yeah, exactly. The filmmaker guy says, so where did you get it? Yeah. And that's where this whole thing starts. <laughs> and you meet you meet a cast of characters in this thing that make Leland Yee and Shrimp Boy look tame. I mean, they really do. Okay. The main, Who needs fiction when you've right. got real life? Which is, you know this thing's coming, right? You know it's oh, yeah. already in, in development. So the main character is a gay polygamist, magician, country singer, zookeeper. That's all one guy. <laughs> the antagonist of the film is a, she's kind of one of those women that just drives you nuts because she's always smiling, always. Yeah. She's always talking with a smile. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. She is a big cat rescue person who started out as a big cat selling person oh. and then decided she saw the errors of her ways and became sure. a rescue person, right? So she's he and her don't get along. He refers to her constantly as, quote, that bitch Carol Baskin, unquote. <laughs> okay? She's going after him legally, financially. And where did she get all the money to continue this Decade-long legal fight? Well, her second husband was a millionaire. Okay. But one of those private millionaires that, that did, in fact, have the Scrooge McDuck type. Sure. Hide in a big safe. Right. His, his groundskeeper used to say he used to bury bars of gold in the lawn <laughs> kind of thing. Well, in the meantime, it, he disappeared in 1997. Nobody's seen him since. Okay. She got a hold of the will, the office where the will was stored, burned down, mm -hmm. but the will magically appeared in her hands. Oh, so that she convenient. Had, yeah, so that she inherited like 90% of his money. Was she waving it dry? <laughs> oh, well, so there's all kinds of discussion about whether or not she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers, oh. which gets laughed off. <laughs> Who would do that? Until later on, when a completely unrelated discussion is going on about a tiger that almost ate the main character. Sure. And she's laughing about it. She says, there's no way a tiger would eat a human being. I mean, unless you coated them in sardine oil first. <laughs> so, and... The most normal character in this whole thing, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. <clears throat> There's a Cuban guy. He's an immigrant, came to the United States, settled in South Florida. Okay. He's laundering money for the mob. And he gets a reputation for being kind of a mean guy who doesn't take any guff from anybody, who has a machine gun and a chainsaw. <laughs> and he actually goes to jail. He serves time for the murder of a drug informant agent who he used a chainsaw on. Does any of this sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy they modeled Tony Montoya Scarface after in the movie. This is him. Okay. And he is literally the most normal guy in this whole thing. That's so outrageous. <laughs> and of course he owns tigers now. Sure. So anyway, it's, um, I don't know if I would encourage people to watch it or not. I would say this, if you are absolutely enthralled by stories like Leland Yee or Pulp Fiction, that kind of thing, you know, with, with strange twists yeah. and turns and, and, hey, those tigers won't eat anybody unless you coat them in sardine oil first, <laughs> kind of, a, kind of, it's worth the watch. Yeah. But. <clears throat> I actually got away from watching the Hallmark Channel. Hmm. So well I started watching Arrested Development again. Oh, I love that show. Oh, it's so funny. It's, it's a much needed laugh. Um, so yeah, I watched a little bit of that. I actually, because we have, uh, I signed up for CBS full access for free right. for the next month. I started watching Picard and I've and heard, so, I've heard that this from, from Trekkie people, I'm just going to tell you what I've heard first from Trekkie people. They hate it from real live 1960s. Like me, Trekkie people, they hate it. Yeah. It's a different side. It doesn't show the Federation in a good light for one. Um, 
but it does you get to see a little bit of the seedier side of of life outside of the federation um so it's interesting to see some of the characters uh, from the next generation come back and um it's not as campy i think as that used to be hmm. so i don't know darker. i, I so uh, my problem with this whole thing is that i'm not i i'm a huge star trek guy mm-hmm. but i'm an original series guy I, I tried to watch The Next Generation, and I actually made it through The Next Generation, but I never really got into it. Yeah. Um, I liked a couple of episodes of Deep Space Nine. There were a couple of good episodes of that, but as a general rule, I just didn't care for it. Um, this Voyager was just... Yeah, I couldn't I get into Voyager at all. I didn't even know why they made that. And then Enterprise, I started to get into. I actually kind of liked it. But then something happened, and they was a writer strike or something, and they kind of went away from something. I don't. That might have been. Was, I never watched Enterprise. I I have the first se- season on video somewhere, and there were actually a couple of episodes that they did that I really liked. They did a two parter uh, based on Mirror Mirror, the, oh, the really? Imperial episode. Yeah, and they just did them out of the blue. There was no weird thing with a transporter and they ended up on the other side. They just threw it in there as this is what's going on in the, meanwhile, over here in this universe, this is what's going on. Oh, and it was pretty good. Um, but I never really got into it. I, the movies, I kind of lost interest after, after six, I saw first contact. I saw generations, but I just, they weren't. And and it's not that I don't like the, I don't see the value in the new stuff. I just, I just can't get into it to me. It somewhere they lost, the the focus of the original, which is that the universe, the future is positive. The universe uh-huh. is going to be, things are going to be good, better. Um, there's a whole lot less social commentary and a whole lot more social in your face in the new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Star Trek, the original would have handled things much differently and did handle things much differently. Um yeah. Whereas in the news, they just, in the new ones, they just sort of right there in your face and you're stuck with it. You don't, you can't get away from it. You can't even say to yourself, oh, this isn't what that is. You know, I guess that's where I'm, is that where I'm coming from on this? I'm I'm not even sure. You probably wouldn't like Picard just because of that. It is, it's kind of the, it doesn't follow the whole social construct. You know, there's flawed characters. They even talk about uh, Picard being flawed. And they point out a couple of his flaws from the from the whole Next Generation series. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if you like the characters, if you were following the characters, then you'd, you'd be interested in that. Well, I think I would be. I mean, I've always I've always been one of those people that believed that there was more going on in the in the Star Trek universe yeah. than just the Enterprise. And I've always thought <clears throat> I'd love to have some of those other stories. Yeah, but in the same vein, I guess not. And, and you know they're flawed characters. I mean, we've seen that. Sure. Kirk himself says that. I need my, I need my, my pain. Yeah. And you know, Spock, the, the whole first prime directive thing goes out the window several yeah. times. But you know, <laughs> it's uh, I, I, I just I've always enjoyed that far more. And even now, I still enjoy that more than the new stuff. I, it just doesn't hold my attention. I guess is. Is the way of it. I don't, and 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 that's, and that's unfair because I know they put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, but at the same time, <clears throat> it doesn't really uh, doesn't really work for me. So we did get an email from somebody who is binge watching. Oh, so let's go through his list. Who did this come from? This came from John, and I don't know where. Oh, he's in Mississippi, formerly Modesto, which he missed less and less as time goes by. Okay, okay. Just to be clear, this show is no longer produced in Modesto. And in nope. fact, Rod is not even in Modesto. I am not. So there you go. Although he is pretty I'm close enough, nice. though. So here's his list. Um, just to clarify, will we be using the Andy scale to rate what people are watching on television? Do you not? Do you know what the Andy scale is? The Andy scale. No. Uh, first appeared on Car Talk several years ago. Uh, it states: Do two people who don't know what they're talking about know more or less than one person who doesn't know what he's talking about? Well, that's, in yeah, other words, good... does stupidity increase linearly or exponentially? <laughs> I've always believed exponentially. I'm I'm, I'm in that camp. There's a there's a demotivator poster that I love. Meetings. None of us is as dumb as all of us. Oh yeah. 
So, um, so I, and we're going to use the Andy scale because I, looking at this, uh, his his he, he didn't list these in any particular order. Um, once Rick and Morty get to season six, I will bend seasons one through five. What's taking so long for new episodes? I don't know because again, I've never seen Rick and Morty. No, I've not seen it either. So we can't give you a judgment there. Well, we could. In my opinion, it's uh, it's an okay show. Yeah. Even though I couldn't even tell you what it is or what it's about. No, I, I've never seen an episode. All right. So he says something called Outsourced, best TV show ever produced. Never okay. heard of it. Never heard of it. Sounds like some kind of an IT-related they outsourced to, like, Jobs to India? I don't know. I don't know. Never heard of it. Uh, Farscape, I like this more than Star Trek any series. Well, see, right there, you're wrong, because it can't be better than the original series. It was good. Farscape was good. I enjoyed it. What, what was the premise of Farscape? Uh, I only watched it once, though. I've watched Star <laughs> Trek a whole lot, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show. What's it about? Um, I don't, I've never even heard of it. I'm going to have to look up. Geez, I got summer. the whole power of the internet right here in front of me, and I, <laughs> I just don't care that much. Um, he, then he says, Mr. In-Between, he says it's like Farscape, but it's also from Australia. Okay. Which, again, never heard of. And then he says Star Trek Picard, which we've already pretty much beaten to death. You like-ish? It was, it was okay, yeah. It wasn't, it's not bad. But not great? It, well, I mean, it's not like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I don't know. I'm gonna, I wouldn't watch it again, I don't think. Right. I'll well, get through it just to see what the, where the story, the story line goes. See, that's yeah. what happened to me with The Mandalorian. I made it to about the fourth or fifth episode. Yeah. And I just sort of, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You've seen that three or four times and it just yeah, sort of it, just it, fell off the world to me it gets better i mean it, it got kind of it trudged along i think in the middle but then toward the end it picked up pace right. it was good i mean it's kind of like i keep wanting to yell at the television i get it he likes the little kid yeah but <laughs> so what is there something special about this kid is there something special about the mandalorian i, I you know well there's can, a lot of lore so i, I to give it context, I've watched the Clone Wars, the animated series. I've started watching Star Wars Rebels. So there's a lot of back history to all of that, to what's gone on to the Mandalorian and the Mandalorians in general that I know having watched all of that stuff. Right. So that's where, you know. Is that what, I'm, takes, is that what you, I'm missing? You could be. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever it is, I whatever it is, they need to, like, have – like in Dune where they have the chick that narrates things so, so that yeah. you're not completely lost about <laughs> what's happened. You know, oh, by the way, this is about that. Um, it, it, that would have been helpful. Or is it just that I'm just not enough of a Star Wars nerd? Uh, well, they, I think they tried to make it, you know, kind of spaghetti Western-ish so that you didn't have to have that background right. to, to enjoy it. But there's there's definitely towards the end they get into more of uh, – they, they kind of reference back to other of the canon, of okay. the Star Wars canon. So. Well, completely unrelated to that, although kind of related to Did you see Mark Hamill's letter the other day? No. So Mark Hamill put out a letter, an official letter on Twitter. You can see it on his Twitter feed there, um, called a thank you to the fans. And it's like a goodbye letter, like like uh, Luke's done. Yeah, I think he is done, isn't he? Well, I don't know. Isn't he a force ghost? I mean, we, we thought he was dead. And he came back and messed up, uh, messed up old Kylo there, right yeah. on on whatever planet that was with the salt. Yep, yep. messed with his mind. Right, and I don't know. I mean, everybody's all agog of this right now because Luke's uh, Luke's done, and Disney has screwed over Luke, and Luke is Disney killed Luke. I've I've already seen one T-shirt you can buy with that. Disney killed Luke. Uh -oh. Yeah, and I'm like, I I I, I read the letter, and I don't. I don't get it. I, it's just kind of a thank you for 40 years of Star Wars insanity, as far yeah. as I can see. They're not coming back. Uh, they're not going to be following that Skywalker line at all anymore. In fact, I think the new movies that come out are going to take place in the uh, past, the far distant past. I would almost enjoy that. Yeah. They're, they're talking about the High Republic, and, and so it's uh, a, a bit more uh, politics and, and things like that, I guess. So it'll be like watching Roman stories. Spartacus, yeah, something, something like that, where, where the Jedi Knights were actually more kind of the medieval type of knights Great. versus versus the um, what they became, the police force. 
So they're selling each other. They're selling themselves to the highest bidder to uh, to well, collect treasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't think so. Anyway, John, no, we uh, we looked at your list, and as it is, as it stands out on our Andy scale, we literally know only one of these shows at all. Well, two of these shows. I know no, I know none of them. Yeah. I've seen none of them. So what are we going to give us on a scale of one to ten? What do we give his list? Since it's the only letter that we got. <laughs> yeah, thanks to the rest of you out there for that. <laughs> Well, I guess we got to uh, give him a tad then. Yeah, I guess so. We approve of your list, John. We approve of your list, and we will share it with our listener, which is apparently you, um, <laughs> so that everybody else can see it. <laughs> that Thank can't you. be right, man. We've had well over we, we've had well over the 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 nominal downloads. Yeah, I, so I don't know. what the hell's wrong with the rest of you people? <laughs> Are you not at home binge watching? Are you are you like so essential that you uh, you don't uh, you don't have time to do anything? Look, I'm an yeah, essential employee. Rod's an essential employee, and we got time to do this. I I yeah. watched the entirety of Tiger King. Yeah, that's the whole freaking thing, folks. I watched it from beginning to end. I will never financially recover from this. reference to the tiger king you have to have seen it to get it yeah oh they got a libertarian in this that's hysterical oh really so the tiger king decides to run for president one day oh. as a libertarian so you got to be careful with these shows because these shows the, the thing i don't like about the tiger king it's not that they're lying about stuff but they're not telling you the whole truth either it's still produced yeah. And it's still edited. At one point, he runs for governor of the state of Oklahoma, which is hard for me to accept being a native Oklahoman, but okay. So they show on the news, they show this campaign where he's, you know, wildly radical and he's handing out bumper stickers and condoms with his picture on it and stuff <laughs> like that. And then they go to election night and they show him in third place. Joe Exotic, really? third place with 19% of the vote. And you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that the people of well, it is Oklahoma. No, there's no way the people of Oklahoma are stupid enough that that you know twenty percent of them basically voted for this guy to be governor of the state of Oklahoma, right? But yeah. that's but that's what they show you. So you know me, right? Oh, yeah. Straight to the straight to the ballopedia. I got to find out what really happened here. So if you finished in third place for the gubernatorial election of Oklahoma with with nineteen percent of the vote. What do you figure that is in votes? I mean, Oklahoma has a couple million people in it, you know. Yeah. Well, the guy turns out the guy got 667 votes. He finished in third place for the Libertarian primary. Not the the Libertarian primary. Right, but they never never explain that to you. They just say, third place, no, we lost. But we made a statement. We got 19% of the vote, of the Libertarian vote in the primary, which means – you got 600 people voting for you. So when you, when you realize that, you start wondering, okay, they really show Carol Baskin, sorry, that bitch Carol Baskin, Baskin as having killed her husband, right, and yeah. fed him to a tiger slathered with sardine oil. <laughs> but you start wondering, is that really what happened? I mean, she sure seems the type, but she's not the one sitting in prison for plotting a murder for hire. Right? Yeah. Because the Tiger King hires one of his business partner's employees to go kill her. <laughs> and he doesn't go kill her. Yeah, obviously. Right? So the federal case about him is all falling apart because they don't have, I mean, they've got him on tape talking about it. They've got him yeah. messages about him talking about it. But they don't have the one overt act, which is he didn't the give, No, the money. Oh, yeah, the money. He didn't pass any money. So this idiot hitman, alleged hitman, is on the phone one day with one of the other informants, the confidential informants, right? And he goes, what are you talking about? He didn't give me no money. He's supposed to give me $5,000, but he only gave me 3000 I ain't killing nobody for $3,000. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, psh, he gave him money. Oh, there you go. Boom. They snag him, put him in, put him in prison for... Was it 80 years or something, 79 years? He ends up getting 22 years, but he was facing 79. And, of course, in jail, guess what he does? He turns states 
Oh, he evidence. states evidence on all these other tiger people in the entire country because <laughs> he knows them all. Sure. So millionaires, celebrities, I'm sure he's going to cut a deal and he's going to turn on everybody else. And that's kind of where they leave it hanging, <laughs> which is just weird as all. Hopefully he didn't do that with the Clintons because he could just disappear, or, you know, die in his cell. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you coat him with enough sardine oil. Yeah, sure. The tiger will eat him. Oh, well, I guess we better get going. We got another yeah. week of binge watching ahead of us. Indeed. And central employee ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Working from the same room I'm recording. And it looks like the axe throwing is moving to the next round, and I don't want to miss that. No. Because God knows someone, somebody's going to snap in this right and hit their opponent. That's the only reason I'm – it's like NASCAR. It's the only thing you watch yeah. for is the corrects. I'm waiting for that guy to snap and – Turn around and throw it at it's gotta <laughs> his opponent. It's got to happen, man. Well, I'm now, Dave. I'm Rod. And this is Do Not Resuscitate. We'll see you next weekend, everybody. All right, man. I think we got it. All right, cool. So um, you can send me your recording. Okay. And then I can mix oh. it all down, and I'm going to do the – pre and post i'll do the intro and outro post-production and okay make it make more sense i guess yep i will save this right now okay